Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at LoveSportRadio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit LoveSportRadio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword LoveSport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with a very happy, a delighted last word on Spurs. Already the energy is positive. The show is on the up because Spurs, you just heard it there. Glory, glory, Spurs. Jose, two games, two wins. Thank you very much. Yes, please, sir. I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand, and John Wenham. For the next two hours, we are talking Spurs and Spurs only. It is their fan show. It is their takeover. But you can have your say at home. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Last week, it was a big one. Jose was the man in charge. We was looking towards the West Ham game. Jamie had finally managed to calm down. <laughs> the anger had gone. Now there is anger no more. I'm sure it's only tears of jubilation this time, mm. Jamie, because Spurs are on the up. Finally, the first away league win since January. What a performance. Jamie, please tell me all about it. Yeah, look, and I think it was our first consecutive set of wins since uh, since April. I think it was Manchester City when we beat Man City in the Champions League and, and Huddersfield. So, yeah, I've been really pleased with the start of Mourinho. I mean, there, there was some obviously some er- um, bits in defence maybe that, that there's, there's definitely errors there still. But 
overall, I think it was really positive. I think one thing that I really enjoyed was was how ruthless he was in terms of the game wasn't going right on Tuesday and he changed it quickly and um, that was something that I, I really liked from Mourinho. Yeah, he changed it quickly indeed. I think we'll be getting into that. <laughs> Obviously, maybe with the previous manager, changed it of so quick, but Jose did. It resulted in that win. I know we're going to be looking at the Olympiacos game, but Ricky, what a reaction from the players and Obviously, this is the Spurs fan show, but just was you was there a small amount of you that just thought, how how has he got this performance so quick? Why couldn't the players have done this in the this season so far for Poch? Because it's not like Jose's had three weeks to work with him. How did they put in this shift so quickly? Because we knew they could do it. The talents never not been questioned, but you know the desire, the attitude, instant change. Yeah, I think when you always go back to that old phrase of you know a new manager bounce. I think you've seen that around the club mm-hmm. and how we've played. And to be fair, you know you look at the last week for. Tottenham uh, two games down seven goals secured a a quarterfinal berth in the Champions League or quarterfinal we're going to get there but last 16 Mm. I think it's a really good time at the moment to be a Tottenham fan we feel Mm. you know I think relieved at just how quick Jose's come in and made a difference and I think you know the players are responding to him now the likes of Harry Kane Deli Ali's performance gone up Hummin Son I think he's going to get the best out of these players and I do like the way he's approached the game so far I think also he's been very very humble I hope that continues but I can't ask any more of what he's done. I think what he did on that game in the Champions League, his decisiveness to change the game yeah. in the manner he did, I, I think you've got to give him a lot of credit for that. I think there was a lot of energy as well. I yeah. really like the energy that it brought to the touchline. I mean, Jose Mourinho, having taken a year out, he does look really like refreshed now. And mm. um, I think another guy that I really like from his coaching staff is um, João Sacramento, the new assistant coach. I mean, mm. he's lively. The passion yeah. on this. I'm glad you pronounced it. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's constantly going up to Mourinho, giving him instructions. Um, so I'm really excited for him and obviously did really well at Lille so yeah should be good yeah we're going to be getting into all the Olympiacos game but John obviously the start against West Ham obviously nice to get one over your rivals but it was a scoreline that really flattered the Hammers at the end you know is that a worry in terms of the, the goals that Spurs are still conceding at the minute obviously Jose we know his defensive track record it will change over time but again it showed with Olympiacos going 2-0 down is that a slight worry at the minute because let's face it and I think West Ham will agree it could have been 4-5 on Saturday with no reply. Yeah, we started off the first 60 minutes really, really well. We absolutely dominated that period. And it, as you said, it could have been 4 or 5 nil. Um, but what was worrying is that lapse in concentration towards the end. I know Mourinho put it down to the players coming back from international duty, maybe some tired legs in there and that feeling of pressure. You know, this is Mourinho's first game. They want to impress. They've just come back from international duty. We haven't won away for 10 or 11 months or whatever it was. And so there was that angle to it. But then to concede two against Olympiacos slightly defeats that argument. And you think there may be deeper underlying mm-hmm. problems with that defence. Now, obviously, the full-back areas have been uh, an area we've struggled with. Uh, but promisingly, Serge Aurier has looked fantastic this season starting off. Yes. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, think he's played, I think he played really, really well, didn't he, John, the other yeah. night? And I think he's one of those guys that's coming for a lot of stick. But yeah. I know as part of the listener question, someone said to us, are you going to give him praise? I think you have to. Maybe he's going to be a player reborn under Jose. We do need full-backs to be playing well. We've got Sessegnon to come through as well. Mm. Obviously, with the news that Ben Davis is going to be mm. injured. So I think it's a great time for Serge to step up and take it, John. Yeah, definitely. It's something we need, we need from him. You know, We spent £23 million on him. We need to see a player there. Yeah. Yeah. And we've <laughs> seen glimpses of it before. And he's had one or two good games. And then there's been a disaster. Master. Yeah, and I've always been one that's you know quite quickly got on Serge Aurier's back. But I would love to eat humble pie on this one. I would love yeah. to see a top class right back. 
yeah, I think any fan of their own club would love to eat humble pie if the player can change your opinion and then start performing for that shirt week in, week out. It can only be a good thing. It's very interesting, though, Ricky. We said about the previous manager. I know we don't want to keep going on about yeah. it, but it is still so recent. We said about the previous manager being almost a fullback whisperer. If Jose could get something out of Serge, wouldn't, wouldn't that be incredible after normally how we, we labelled the last manager? It would be, yeah. I mean, I think like Johnson's there. We've paid a lot of money for Serge, and he has been given a lot of opportunities. I think there's no doubt in the ability with him it's his decision making mm. and his judgment that lets him down on a lot of occasions. And if Jose can get that out of his game, then he is a top class fullback. He, he really and truly is on his day. He's got all the ability there in the world. Tottenham wouldn't have spent that money on him if they didn't truly believe that there would be. But I think Danny Rose, as we've said on this show numerous times, at the moment shouldn't be anywhere near that first team lineup. Mm. I mean, you would argue that's because Ben Davis was injured. But what I want to see now is Ryan Sissing on a player that he has apparently reportedly wanted to try and yeah. sign himself. Let's see him now get a regular run of games. We spent a lot of money on this guy. He's back fit now in this Tottenham squad. We're hoping now we're going to see the emergence of him in these coming weeks. Yeah, well, Tottenham have qualified uh, for the last uh, the knockout stages of the Champions League. Obviously, coming from behind to beat Olympiacos, you mentioned the fullbacks there. One was Danny Rose, Jamie, playing yeah. because of obviously Ben Davis' injury. Another error leading to an Olympiacos goal. Yeah, um, well, for, for me, I mean, I certainly wouldn't. I think Danny Rose is now the one player in that team that I certainly don't want anywhere near. I think it is very disappointing that Ben Davis has picked up an injury. I, I maybe have concerns about Ryan Sessegnon and whether he's ready, of course. I think he played a lot for Fulham. He was a winger, so whether he's going to have enough experience at left-back. But I think a lot of people have also suggested that maybe Yamatongan's a guy that could play there. I, I mean... I don't know, it's interesting because when he had his game against Dortmund and he was really impressive, I think that it was he was so effective because he was getting forward so well and when he was putting balls in the box. So maybe that's another debate. But yeah, I mean, certainly Danny Rose is, is not a player that I want to see on the team sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Name on the team sheet. There's so much to get into. Obviously, Jose, first game qualifying for the Champions League, John, beating West Ham, getting that first away league win. We've now got the contract rebels, as Lee puts it, saying they want to stay at the yeah, club. Yeah. There is so much to get into. But everyone, this does feel like, because of those contract rebels, because of the wins and how, how positive you three have come into the studio, bounced into the studio, giving it the, the big end because their team's <laughs> absolutely flying. But it changes everything. Now that those players are jumping on, this is... It truly feels like the start of a new dawn completely. Yeah, if we can get any one of those free contract rebels, as they've been called, to, to re-sign, I just think even one of them, it would give such a lift mm. to the club. Do you want them to sign now? Yes. Because it is a fresh start. Yeah, no, no, 100%. All three of them, I'd love them all to be signed up. Mm. Whatever's gone on in the past, I still think that Christian Eriksen in a four or five-year contract is worth 80 to 100 million. I think Toby Alderweireld and Yambatonga, let's retain some value. Let's not let players go for nothing. Even if they're not in the long-term plans, get them signed up and then move them on. Yeah, I don't think Jose is a man who wants players to go for nothing. He's, he's no. very, very smart. Jamie, yeah. you sort of yeah. raised eyebrows when John said um, that. Well, I think it's a point that uh, Jason's raised and it's it's having a fresh start. It's getting rid of these yeah. players, letting these players go and now bringing in the new lot of players. A player that I'm really I'm, I'm very disappointed that we haven't seen under Jose yet is Giovanni Lacelso and obviously brought in as a replacement for Christian Eriksen I don't think we've seen enough of him and um, I think Jason would say he'd, he'd rather that Lacelso was in the team and, and we just let Eriksen go and, and kind of close that chapter um, it's difficult because you don't want to lose um, you don't want to lose out on the fee for Eriksen but if he if he signs, is anyone going to actually go and pay pay money for him? I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I think the confidence in that player is now gone. I'm not sure he'll be the player he once was. So that that's maybe the argument that I'd, I'd put put against it. 
it's now me raising eyebrows this time. <laughs> on Ericsson, obviously, he came onto the pitch and I believe he had one, yeah. if not oh, two, yeah. uh, really important contributions to goal. So he's still got that ability from set pieces, yeah. not direct set pieces, <laughs> he should never be taking them, but <laughs> set pieces into the box for someone not to get corners, their head on Not corners, not corners, exactly. But, you know, I still think he does have a value and the fact that Mourinho chose to bring him on over the shell so speaks volumes for me about which player Mourinho would rather put long-term faith in. I think we have to bear in mind that Luchoso is a Pochettino player. He's not a Jose Mourinho player yet. I no. do think he'll get some games to be given you know, the chance to show us what he's worth. But at the end of the day, it is Jose at the will now and not yeah. Pochettino. So therefore, it will be the players that he wants to take forward long-term. We've seen already that he's not afraid of shaking it up. You know, He's put Eric Dyer in twice in a row, which to some supporters, I think they were surprised to see Dyer there. Mm. But I think the way he handled that situation of bringing him off the pitch and what he said after the game, yeah. I think he handled himself so well. And again, Dyer must have been frustrated. He was on there for, what, 20, 25 minutes. But that game was all about the decisiveness of Jose Mourinho to change mm. it. And what I will say is that there's not many managers out there that would have had that foresight to actually change a game like that at 2-0 and then get the result in the process. It shows you what it's like to be a winner. It's top in-game management mm. and full credit to the man we've got in charge now. Yeah, completely, because I know you've mentioned uh, uh, about Poch maybe too much sentiment to players. Would he have done that? You know, the feelings, no. you know, friends to other players. It's an interesting one. Jose does make these changes. Obviously, he apologised after, but look, he's he's not friends with anyone. You know, it's about winning the game. But he did he did apologise to Eric Dyer after the game. John, when you you mentioned that you said that uh, Ericsson is is maybe more in Jose's long term thinking over Luchoso. Mm. Can you say that so, two games into his tenure? Do you know what I mean? Because he's still working out the players. He's still trying things. You know, maybe he wants Luchoso to prove things. You know, he's he's still very early on. We can't say he's a Jose player. He's won him over already. Is it? Can we? No, I don't think we can. But it's really interesting. They're playing the exact same position. One has come on twice, and one hasn't come on at all. Yeah. Mm. Um, to me that, that does speak a lot he, he's seen them both obviously he says he's been watching Tottenham a long time this season we've seen some of the work he's done on TV whereby he's watched our games and he's, he's made interesting comments and observations um, he'll know Christian Eriksen has delivered in this league not so much for the last 12 months but certainly for the six years before that uh, to be a top level player and probably apart from Harry Kane Tottenham's best player um, so he's obviously if there's any opportunity of, of getting him to re-sign I think Jose's got to do what he can to, to make that happen yeah. one point on the Chelsea I think again we'll see a lot of these players who maybe we're talking about here like the Chelsea and Ryan Sessegnon will be that dead rubber at Bayern Munich uh, on the 11th of December. Because obviously we can't top the group now. I believe there's a five-point gap with Bayern Munich. That's right, yep. So we can go there. It's a free hit for us. And let's give these players a chance to play in a big stadium and see what they can do. It'll be an exciting time for the likes of Ryan Sessegnon mm-hmm. to play Bayern Munich away. Troy Parrott, I'd like to see play in that game. Um, you know, minutes for Giovanni Le Celso, Juan Foyth. I hope by then Tanganga's been our starting lineup and it's started at Old Trafford and things like that. Do you think? I think so, yeah, definitely. I think Tanganga, with the defensive situation going on, I think there is a chance for him to come in and really cement himself. I have to admit, I was not convinced by Toby Aldevar uh, on Tuesday. I think that was a big issue. There was just seemed to a lack of communication in the defence. There's no, there was no urgency to to make tackles. Do you think though, Jay? I think we haven't yet seen a consistent team on a regular basis and I think once we start to see a consistent 11 out there which is what he looks like he's trying to do Mm. over the course of his two recent selections I think we may start to see the best again of Toby Adevarold again with Sanchez although there's been those previous comments in the past I mean he's a massive part of Tottenham's future I think Davison Sanchez is and with Toby we know the quality is there it can't be easy as we've said many times on this show when you chop and change the 11 every single week or every single game it's very hard to get any kind of balance or any kind of fluidity so I do back Jose to keep a settled team yeah. and when you keep a settled team generally 
results will hopefully be consistent for the club. Mm. Yeah, well, Ricky's back in the manager to keep a settled team. What a start he has made, getting that away league win for Spurs since January, then qualifying in the Champions League, two games in. But what have you made of it so far? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. Happy days. <laughs> happy days. <laughs> you are listening to this. See what I mean? It's happy days. Always a good show. Glory, glory. It's always that fun. You are listening to the last word on Spurs on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio. Happy days. <laughs> the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brandt and John Wenham. We are talking everything where Spurs are concerned. Just quickly, obviously, uh, I know we keep mentioning it. Poch obviously sacked after five and a half years, six months after reaching that uh, U- European Cup final. But it is Jose's chapter now he has released uh, a statement through the LMA uh, just wanted to thank uh, obviously Joe Lewis Daniel Levy for giving me the opportunity to be part of Tottenham Hotspur's history he went on to thank everyone that he's met at the club the staff the football players during that time and he said finally I'd like to give a, spen- a special mention to the fans who make this club so great with their fantastic su- uh, support I gave the best of me to accomplish the objectives I was asked for in the first meeting they were equally tough challenges and is exciting success best wishes for the future I hope we cross paths again Ricky mm. oh, John, that last bit sounds like a thinly veiled threat doesn't it I mean, I mean, oh, that's not down the road but I mean what I do no think chance. is interesting is where he says about there was equally tough challenges as exciting success and there's obviously a lot behind that that we don't mm. know and again I just want to wish him all the very best for the future I think as we've mm. seen the last couple of weeks the change came at the right time <laughs> I know there are supporters out there that still absolutely adore the man and listen they're more entitled to have that opinion of course he's done great things for the club but I think when you look at the last couple of results the way mm. the players have responded I think it kind of puts into perspective the last six to nine months that we were right to make the change I know it's early days I know I'm probably going a bit overboard with two games in but um, again just want to wish him all the best for the future he gave me some wonderful memories as a fan and now I want Marino to kind of take us to that next level as we've all discussed mm. and you know, start mm. delivering these trophies yeah start delivering John last week we had all of you on from the last word on Spurs there was all six of you you know stru- such uh, strong squad depth you mentioned because it was the first day just a little bit strange seeing him in that, that purple uniform seeing him in the clothes you said you know it's still full strange get that off how's it feeling now you know what? I'm slowly getting more used to the idea. He did a great interview on the Spurs TV channel after the West Ham game where he ended it by saying, come on, we go again on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it just it was, it was positive. It, was, yeah, it wasn't too much show-off about me. It was like, I know I need to get Tottenham up the table, get them back mm. where they belong. We don't belong in that position. It's a false position for us being 14th. And he's already delivered on that. He got us that win. We're into the Champions League last 16. And I'm looking forward now to, to a, a happy period for Tottenham successful results. Yeah, mm. successful results. Uh, I think we have to give special mention. What a performance by the ball boy as well, Ricky. Just to quickly get that back in play. How good was he? Yeah, I mean, fantastic <laughs> bit of in-game management there. I mean, obviously, he was spoken to beforehand, naturally. But uh, it, was a, it was a great bit of thinking, wasn't it? And I love the way Jose res- you know, responded to him. I think he tried to find him after the game to bring him into the dressing room. Mm. Couldn't find the kid. but um, He was already no, on the way home doing his own work, wasn't he? Uh, Probably, <laughs> probably was, but no, it was a great, great bit of thinking. You know, we've seen Marino in the past talk about ball boys, both positive and negative. <laughs> and, um, you know, karma's come in a good yeah. way this time. So it was a great bit of play, wasn't it? It does, feel, it does feel like there is a different Jose Mourinho yeah. this time yeah. around. I think I said at United, a lot of people have judged him off his time at United. And I think we've seen the mess that they are in. Mm. And, and so it's difficult to judge him off that. I think he definitely was not settled up in Manchester, but... After taking 11 months off or however long it was, he just, it does seem, as I said earlier, he seems refreshed. He's got the new coaching staff in. So 
I've been really pleased with how yeah. he started. So. He completely feels reinvigorated. He, yeah. yeah, I think that like, he's revitalised by this challenge. And I think the key point, not the only key point, I think, Jamie, you mentioned it last week, is the fact that, you know, people want to keep harping on about the, his time at Man United like it was the only club he ever managed well, and forgetting their previous regimes. Has he won trophies there? It, it, exactly. And trophies it's selective memories been, people want to pick. But I think Jamie touched on the fact that he was staying in a hotel there. His family are based in yeah. London. He wants to live in London. He's yeah. very settled here. He's happy yeah. here. I think this is the big thing that we're not talking about. But just very quickly, because I can tell you're all very happy today. Was there just a quick slight, even if it for five seconds, when you did go 2-0 down against yep. Olympiacos, you thought, oh, this was short-lived. Yep. Like, you know, one yeah. step forward. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Just in a quick second. We all do it oh, as fans. Of course. It was, I think that was that first half display was indicative that sometimes it's not the manager that deserves to go because of the mm. way the players perform. But as I said, for me, you know, Tottenham's form wasn't bad in just that game. It was over a period of six to nine months domestically. And that's the reason why the club had to make a change. Mm. And I think the way he changed the game, the decisiveness yeah. to bring Dyer off, to bring Ericsson on a player that, let's be honest about it, is a, is a player that hasn't um, committed to the football club, has publicly stated he wants away, to put that trust in someone, to say, I'm going to put you on, and I wanted to change the game, mm. and he did, I think that is full vindication yeah. of just what kind of manager we've got, the ability to change a game, fantastic in-game management, to tactically be astute enough to be able to do that on a Champions League night where you need to win. I think this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a winner here. We're talking about a man that has won big games, massive trophies, managed top players, and I do feel now, going into top games, I'm not scared of him anymore. Yeah. I'm not scared of going into top games anymore because I know I've got a manager that's got the capability of winning the big games and of putting teams out there that are going to be believing. After the game, if you saw the dressing room, the coach that kept saying, mm. this is our mentality, yeah, yeah. this is our mentality. He will not settle for second best. We want to go out there and win every single game Every single point, and that's mm. what I want to see from a Tottenham team. Yeah, the, the only thing I'd say he's got a, he's got obviously got a really good squad there, but there are definitely there's a lot of work to be course, done, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. especially in terms of the confidence. I think as though I was watching, I think Harry Winks he's just taking too long on the board. It just seems like mm. there is a lack of confidence still mm. there. So he's certainly got a lot of work to do, and, and and to have done what he has done when there are still issues in that squad. So yeah, it's, again, it's, it has been very positive. Chaz, I must answer your question yeah. initially asked because Jason McGovern will kill me if I don't. He did mention today in our WhatsApp group, he said, under Pochettino, not once will we have a 2-0 down after 19 minutes in a home game. So, you know, let's bear that in mind. It was a really unique situation mm -hmm. to be 2-0 to be down after 19 minutes. But look, the powers of recovery were there. And that key substitution, taking off uh, Eric Dyer and bringing on Christian Eriksen, changed the dynamic of the game and getting that all-important goal before half-time was, was vital. I think it's brave to, to be brave enough and not shirk responsibility of making a change that as supporters after 20 minutes when something isn't going right, it takes a lot to make that change and actually have vindication it's going to change the game. And it did. And it, although the confidence is low, the players still under this new manager had the belief to come back, mm. not just to draw it, but to win it and to do it in such great style. And I think Harry Kane after the game now has spoken of trying to build a really strong relationship with the manager because he knows or head coach, he knows that under Jose, there's a very good chance, if you look at his track record, he's going to win trophies, he's going to win big games, and it is really important that those guys have a strong relationship, because I know there's been that concern, is Harry still going to be around at the club if they don't make top four? I think when you've got Mourinho in charge, you know you're going to win trophies. I don't think there's any doubt that a lot of these mm. players like Sonny, Delhi, Kane... They're going to want to stick around. I can't see why you wouldn't want to stick around at Tottenham now. Yeah. I, I, as I said, I think I think he's got a, a big job in his hands trying to convince Kane to stay. I think that the way he does that is by showing that he can win trophies. 
But I have to admit, I do think that I have slight concerns over Harry Kane. But this is a guy that Harry Kane wants to win trophies. So I think he's just got a, Mourinho has got to prove to him that that Spurs are now capable of doing that. I think they've hired the best man to do it, haven't they, John? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think that Kane will give us now, even if we got close this year, say we got to an FA Cup final but lost, yeah, yeah. I think Kane would give him a whole full season yeah. next season to implement yeah, one season right. on Mourinho. Kane would still only then be 27. If he wants to go off and win a load of things with Real Madrid or Barcelona or Bayern Munich, he can still do that, you know? So for me, I think he'll give Jose that time. Just to pick up on one of your points there, Ricky, you said that, you know, you feel like Kane would go if we wouldn't get Champions League, but do you now think there is a no, chance I'd... we could get Champions League this season? I don't... I don't I th- do believe that a lot of these players will remain and at least give Jose the one year the, the top players I'm referring to I don't have any concerns that Kane would leave at the end of the season if they would make top four but I think you've seen just how tight the league is I look at the moment I don't think we'll, we'll, we may not get get to chance to get ahead mm. of Leicester mm. but I think Chelsea are more than capable of being catched I definitely think so well, on that, you're mentioning the players, maybe they will give Josie that full season, you know, see it into next year. Whether they do or they don't, Jamie, you've often spoke about Tottenham have a rebuild on their hands, Tot- yeah. Tottenham 2.0. How much is there still of a rebuild job that now Jose faces? Is yeah. it is is it less of a job now well, because it's a fresh yeah. start for everyone or is it it's still a big task in front of him? See, it was like there was one thing that needed to change at Spurs. It was either the manager or it was the group of players. And on this occasion, I was hoping that for... It never happens, but I was hoping that it would be the players that change. It's always the manager that gets changed. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But now, I'm, as I said, I'm fully behind the new manager. But I, th- I think that the players have now got a different mentality. There's a new uh, belief in the squad, um, new ideas. So I don't think the rebuild is as big as, as, as it now was when mm. it was under Pochettino. So, yeah. I think that's definitely... It sounds absolutely ridiculous. None of us play uh, for Tottenham. None of us play football. But the thing that's changed for me, and Josie's only been in charge of a week, take out the results. It's not the way that you three are now in the studio. The way you're talking about it, the way we're talking about it, for me, the fear's back, as in of other teams facing Tottenham. Like, it's Tottenham on the weekend. So true. That is what has changed for me because I say to you, let's get a prediction. You go, "Mm, I don't know. We can't call this one already. It's bring on Bournemouth. And that's said within respect of Bournemouth and any Olympic Arcos, whoever it yeah. is, but it's like already it feels like we know we're in for it, and that is what's changed for me. That was lost in, in towards the last three to six months of a pot side from an outside 100%, perspective. 100%. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you that I'm going to games now, I'm not fearing them anymore. Mm. I'm sitting at Bournemouth thinking we could go and win this three or four. No, mil. it's the opposing fans and managers yeah, who now yeah. have the fear. I mean, that's what he does bring to you. I mean, like I say, when you've managed top players and you've mm. won big games. He's got the ability to frighten any opposition. And mm. these players, you know, let's not forget how good these, some of these players are. Harry Kane, you know, when you look at him now, the quickest player to score 20 goals in the Champions League, reaching that milestone after 24 matches. That's just incredible. I think he's now getting a tune out of Delhi. We're seeing that on a regular basis. Sonny, the good news, I don't think he's going away now with the South, uh, to South Korea over Christmas. So we've got him, which is a massive, massive positive for the football club. So I think wherever you look at the moment, players are going to be hungry. I know Jay's desperate to see Lachelle. So I do mm. think he'll be get, given a chance. But at the end of the day, you have to support what this yeah, head coach yeah. wants. Yeah. John, and how vital is it, you know, when we say that that fear's come back? You look at, t- say, times you, you go down against Sheffield United, you think, oh, they're really going to come on against us now. Already, the manager goes, we're at Tottenham now, they're going to suffer, their fans don't want it. But now, even 2 0 down against Olympiacos, Jose makes the change, and you think, here it comes, you know, we, we've got to buckle up. Yeah, I've seen that in even just the players' performances. I mean, Harry Kane has turned into this 
sort of Didier yeah. Drogba hybrid, hasn't he? In the last, yeah, yeah, I mean, look yeah, at West Ham away. He was he was putting people on the floor. Yeah. He was so powerful. He committed more fouls in that game than he ever had done before in a Premier mm. League match. Yeah, go Costa Mark too. It John. was it was like that, you know. And and it was nice to see that we had someone like that leading the line for us. I was really impressed. A bit of game management as well by um, I think drawing the foul late on against West Ham when he got thrown yeah. to the floor. I think that that was kind yeah. of. Uh, he was he was looking for it, but um, oh no, it was um, it was kind of when he got in a bit of a, yeah, a scrap not, with one of the players. Wasn't it? That was it. Yeah, and we yeah, the Scotland thing going on there. Yeah, it's the I, Mourinho factor, Jay. Yeah, it's hundred <laughs> percent. But do you know what I love? It's the passion on the touchline. I know. I know. It's all about. It's been about we. It's been about us at the moment. It's it's the words he's coming out with are brilliant. I mean, they are words that the fans are going to react to when you say mm. we and us and I our think he's team been listening to this and show. my. I mean, maybe he's listening to the show, but the way he celebrated with the coaching staff was. Fantastic, mm. and he'll be endeared to support. I think he's already got a song, hasn't he, John? He's uh, already got his own I song. I think he does a bit too soon to be singing that, but I think he does have his own <laughs> song. But notwithstanding that, I was he's quite got impressed. his own poster. We all saw Chris <laughs> <laughs> at West Ham the way he stood back and, and let the players go, go over and yeah. get the applause. Yeah. He said it didn't quite feel right yet. He wanted his players to, to lap up that moment and feel the love again yeah. from the fans. Yeah, um, having not won away for 11 months, so that was a really good thing. And I, I was impressed to hear that from Jose. Absolutely impressed. Were you impressed? Get in touch tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208. 70-20-558. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand and John Wenham. We were talking everything from Jose's first two games. The good feeling around the studio, the club, everything. All the fans seemingly on one page and going forward. Tottenham's rise up to the table will be a, an interesting one, an exciting one. We can't wait. We want you to get involved in tonight's show. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 558 and that's exactly what you've done this time. Shubin has called up. Shubin from Enfield. Always a pleasure to get you on the show. You must be elated at the start Jose has had. Well, yeah, I mean, you take the win and um, you know, obviously you're going to be happy with that. But what I wanted, uh, you guys are talking about Jose was making a lot of the right sounds in terms of things he's doing. And one of the things he spoke about was bringing young players through. And I want to ask Chris about this. Um, we've got that Bayern Munich game in a few weeks, which is like a, a dead rubber game now. And it doesn't look like the kids will go through to the knockout stages of the Europa League. So is this something you think that Jose will target to bring players like Power and Tanganga, I can't pronounce his name properly, through? And just see what you can just get your thoughts. I'll take my answer off there if you want. Hey, Shubin. It's John here from uh, Lily White Rose uh, talking tonight. Um, yeah, on your point, it's actually really interesting. Uh, Tanganga, I expect, will play in that game, but Troy Parrott may not because the, the youth side are in the UEFA Youth League that day mm-hmm. and they'll be taking on Bayern Munich a few hours before the senior game and they need to win that game in order to progress or, or rel- rely on a result in the other game going their way. So they'll, they'll be going out and looking to win that game uh, like we did last season when we won at Barca away in the last game. So we can go to the best and win with our youth players. So I think Troy Parrott will feature in that, but certainly Jaffet Tanganga, because he's too old to feature in that competition, will likely feature with the first team that night. Uh, it is a dead rubber for us, and it's just a great experience. You know, Tanganga's also already rolled in a winning penalty in that stadium <laughs> in the Audi Cup. I've got the tattoo. Um, but no, seriously, I, I see it as a good chance to, to, to get some minutes for some players that need game time. And I'd also love one of the young keepers to get a chance, because over pre-season they didn't feature at all the likes of, of Austin or Whiteman. I'd like to see them come in in a big arena and get a chance to impress. I'm surprised because I saw the points. I thought it looked like so much has to go right, though. I thought maybe he'll give Pat a chance. The other thing I was to ask about, 
obviously at Chelsea, Real Madrid, and I think even in Milan, he was used to being a club that would learn out a lot of young players. Do you think this is something we'll see a return of? And hopefully maybe a better loaning system of young players. Yeah, this isn't going to be popular. This isn't going to be popular, but actually I would love to see someone like Tim Sherwood. I'm not saying it has to be him, but someone like Tim Sherwood. (laughs) With with his network of contacts in the Football League, he knows absolutely everyone in the Football League and he's arranged so many fantastic loans for us. You look at the likes of, of Harry Kane, Ryan Mason, Tom Carroll, Cameron Carter-Vickers. I could list off a whole name, Andros Townsend, Stephen Coulcourt. So these are players that even if they didn't make it at Tottenham, we sold on for big sums of money. We desperately, desperately need someone doing that. But the loans at the moment, unfortunately, yeah. Jack Rolls aside, tend to be players that haven't got a long-term future at Tottenham. I look at Kaziah Sterling. I don't see him being here next summer. I look at Cam Carter-Vickers. George I think he'll Marsh. move on. George Marsh, another one. You know, I thought he would have been down Topps tiles by now in any event. Um, so I'm really surprised he actually the got that pro deal. Dynamo. Yeah, I, I know he's doing bits at Leighton Orient, you, but they're welcome to down there. Do you, think, do you think one player that should have been sent out on loan is Carl Walker-Peters? Because I'm just, I think that we've handled his development so poorly because we've not been playing him and that's a perfect opportunity for a player like that to go on loan. Do you think that we've hampered his... We've completely, uh, completely humbled his progress and there's something I talk about a lot is he sort of potch... Well, it, was, it was potch before, so hopefully we'll see a change. Sort of potch circle where you get promoted to train with the first team every day but you don't play any yeah. football whatsoever. Alfie Whiteman went three years without playing a competitive yeah. game. It's just ridiculous <laughs> for a young yeah. keeper not to be getting, you know, in-game practice. So we definitely need to eradicate and, and change up our loan system. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see Carl Walker-Peters, if he's not going to play, head out on loan in January. I've, I heard there is some rumours of Crystal Palace and Southampton having a, a long-standing interest in the player. So let's move him out on loan and get him some Premier League football. I think it was Mick McCarthy when he was speaking about Troy Parrott. He was saying he's kind of on the periphery of the first team but he's, he's not playing for the youth football either, so he's not really getting much game time. And, and that's something that I do worry about for Troy Parrott. And then when he does come into the youth side, only in the way for youth league, yeah. they see that as a, as a competition above, he delivers. Look at the goal he scored on Tuesday. A fantastic yeah. goal. Um, he's got a great record in the UEFA Youth League, which is the top competition for young players to play in. Yeah, Shubin, we really appreciate you calling tonight. Thank you for a little bit of your time. You can still Thanks, call and, and, and put your questions to the last word on Spurs. 208 70 20 558. Well, you have put your questions online. We've got some listener questions in. We always enjoy them. I'm going to try to get to a couple of them. The first one, this one comes from Ryan Madden. He says, what is the biggest difference you've noticed since the change of management? Mine would have to be a lack of playing out from the back is this deliberate unless we have players out wide open we're going up to the pitch to Kane far quicker far more direct for me it's working so much better 100% agree I think that's one of the first things that he's changed we saw against West Ham again we've seen a similar display against Olympiacos and I think why why overcomplicate things that's what I love about Mourinho he's come in and he's almost in some aspects brought it back to basics and I think there's no harm in doing that and I think it'll benefit the players because mm. sometimes when you're going through a, you know, a real dip in form loss of confidence if you try and overcomplicate things it makes things even harder on the football field whereas if you just strip them back to basics the players feel just a bit more at ease and I think what I do like about Mourinho's approach at the moment is he was saying to the players even when we're two down calm calm keep playing yeah. calm he knows the quality is there he knows the ability is there he wouldn't have taken this job if he didn't feel that there is enough in that squad as a whole to get results long term so he's got still a lot of work to do there we saw that at 2-0 down <coughs> it's not a quick fix there's got a lot of work in progress but what at the moment fills me with so much confidence is the passion the belief in how we do play when we are playing with the ball 
Is it me or is just Mourinho the master of the subtle message? Because when he's saying calm, calm, I feel like that's not just for the defence. It's the fans in the stadium. He's like, look, don't worry, though. He doesn't. Not he knows they're not going to get on the players' back because it is only the second game in. You know, they know how football goes. But he's the master at giving someone else a message through another player, isn't he? Or like, it is for everyone. It's not just you on the pitch. Let's all stay calm. We know this is a 90 minute game. He's he's the master in that, isn't he? He does. And he gives a lot of trust to the players. And I think with Ali already. The way he has given him the confidence that, you know, we've got to find that old Deli Alley. Eric Dyer, let's be honest, even with fans, he was kind of out of the team, wasn't really massively, you know, popular being called back in, but he's given Dyer a new lease of life. How long that lasts, mm. we don't know. And, you know, Undumbele, we want to see obviously more of him. I think that was the only concern that when you saw the selection, that our summer signings, all of them were on the bench. I don't know if that will be the same in six months' time. But, you know, you have to back what the manager wants to go with. It's his team now. Yeah, it's really interesting one. The next question comes from Roger Moore. Excellent comeback. I- I've got to say, a lot of these questions are about the defence. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Moore, excellent comeback, but can't help uh, at feeling uneasy when we need to defend. Will it get better with the confidence, gains and man management or more drastic changes are needed, Jamie? Um, yeah, like, as I said, I think that that one issue did seem as though there was confidence. I think players were still overthinking too much on the ball, taking too much time. So that's, as I said, that's an issue. I think that was an issue uh, towards the end of Pochettino's reign. So that's something that hopefully he can change. But I think just having his aura and and that name, Jose Mourinho at the club, I think that that will come. Um, I think that the intensity in defence as well, that's something I was very disappointed with, especially in the opening 20 minutes. And it just seemed a lack of closing down and, and working together as a unit. So there's definitely that um, but but confidence as I said I think that's an issue and uh, hopefully it will continue to improve under Mourinho yeah absolutely the next one comes from uh, Zedman112215 uh, it must have been another name taken at, at that point um, is there a communication <laughs> issue at the back between all involved does Yang come in straight away when healthy or does that Belgian connection will it fix the issues John Obviously, Jan and Toby have, have a long-standing uh, relationship and, and solid foundation at the back together over a number of years, both for club and international sides. But in my opinion, uh, we invested a lot of money in Davidson Sanchez. He started the first two games and he's done quite well, in my opinion, apart from a slight lapse at the end of the West Ham game. So I, I do hope that, that we start to build the side around Davidson Sanchez. Yeah. He's got a six-year contract. Yeah. I believe he's 24? Three, 23, Three? 23, 23? Okay, so... You know, I'm looking at him to be our long-term leader 100%. at the back. Yeah. I thought he did really well against Olympiakos the other night. Um, so, so yeah, I want to build the side around him personally. I think people will criticise the defence and, and they'll probably go pin it on Davinson Sanchez. But for me, I thought it was Alderweireld that was the one that was he causing was the issues. Yeah, 100%. I thought that Davinson was actually really good. I thought he he, he just he was the only one that seemed to be like composed in the uh, in the back line, uh, or, or certainly of the two centre-backs anyway. I've been really impressed with him and I do think that he's going to be a really good uh, defender. He's got lots of um, attributes, so he's, you know, speed, um, athletically he's very good. So I, th- I think that Sanchez is definitely, as John said, the guy I'd build the team around. The only thing of, of his style that I don't like, and it's something that hopefully Marino can work on with him, is these long balls over the top. When there's big strikers bearing down on him, sometimes he just mis- yeah. misjudges those yeah. headers. Yeah. And it's cost us a few times. I look at the likes of Ron Don, Joe Linton from Newcastle, these sort of big centre-forwards yeah. have sort of exploited True. him on that. And you'd think his pace can get him out of it and he can mm. recover, but it just hasn't happened. It's the only, only area that I'd like to see him improve on. 
Yeah, he's really good. This next one is interesting because uh, this is something you, you three have already alluded to. Uh, it says, I know it's only two games, but what is going to happen with Lichelso? That He seems more of the Poch uh, mould, not so much Jose. Surely the record signings should be on the field if, they f- uh, if they're fit. I don't think Lichelso will stay now. I think listen, it's very early to kind of make that judgment. He's only had, what, four, five, six training sessions with these guys. Still very very early on. We'll know more, I think, come February, March, yeah. if we're going yeah. to be honest with you. Let's get, obviously... Um, well, you're going to know more in January. January. They will as well. I mean, well, the, coaching, Jan- the coaching staff as well, won't yeah. they, when they get you to know them more? Exactly. But even January, Chaz, that's not going to make a decision on Lachelso's future. I mean, they have got the option of signing him for a cheaper fee. But I don't think Tottenham will take that up until they know 100% that he's in the manager's first team plans. Mm. And he's going to have to play games between now and Christmas. I think, like the boys have said, we've got the Bayern Munich game of dead rubber. You would expect him to play in that. We've got FA Cup coming, which interestingly yeah. we hear the players want Marina to take that game seriously or take the competition seriously, which we all want. I think we all mm. want to see Tottenham take it seriously. But I think with the Chelsea at the moment, it's very early days. We could be sitting here and he could be starting at the weekend. There's no... There's no reason he can't be. You think so that you think that Ndombele uh, would come back in the team? And you think Ndombele would be? You think Ndombele would play? I think he will play. Though I think there might be a slight niggle there. So hopefully, but I think back. I think that that just show if you think he's going to come back into the team, then mm. why can't the Celso? Exactly. So there, there, yeah. you go. there you go. Early early days. A lot of options. Uh, so many to talk about in January. Obviously, is only round the corner. Will Jose be making signings? We're going to be looking at the game on the weekend. Which team will he put out? But you can have your say tonight. Get in touch. Thank you for the questions so far. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208 7020. Five five eight. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand and John Wenham. What show we're having so far. We're taking your listener questions. You can still get involved. Call us 0208 70 20 558. We looked at the London derby on the weekend. West Ham blown away there. Then Jose goes and wins his first game in the Champions League. Talking of Champions League, Spurs have now qualified. It's all looking a little bit similar to last year. Talking of slow starts, or they reach the European Cup final. Can they go on and do one better this time? There is another question on the listener questions. It said, out of all of the possible teams, this one comes from LD, by the way. It says, out of all the possible teams we could face in the last 16, who would you want to avoid? Who would you want to face? Where do you want to go next? Obviously, some matches still left, but that's the beautiful thing in the Champions League. You have qualified. John mentioned a dead rubber. You can start yeah. to plan that trip, maybe book some tickets. It's all getting very exciting, Ricky. Yeah, well, John, also very kindly during the bake, as we were frantically trying to see who has qualified, has given us the potential options at the moment based on definite definitive qualifications. So PSG, Juve, Real Madrid, Leipzig. Now, this is no offence to, to Maurizio Pochettino, with Jose Mourinho in charge, I'm confident yeah. <clears throat> in any of those teams. Yeah, uh, I really am, genuinely. I think over two legs, with the quality of squad we've got, and when we do play those games, we'll have a January window behind us, which could see us get rid of some of those players that aren't committed, and maybe bring in some players that he wants to bring at the football club. I am very, very excited about just how far this Tottenham team can go again in the Champions League. And there's no one there that really frightens me. I mean, you probably argue that Leipzig on paper, when you look at the name, is maybe the easiest... Of the teams, but then having said that, you know, PSG, Juve, Real Madrid, we've got history with two of those clubs playing them in Juve and Real Madrid. PSG, I mean, they're a team that always want to take it seriously, they would love to win it. But I think I'm, I'm confident with any team. Don't make you, lads. Yeah, as soon as on that point, you listed the teams out there. The one I would love to play is PSG. I look at just sometimes the teams we've played over the last three, four, five years. They're the obvious big club we just yeah. haven't come across. So I would love an opportunity to play them, to go out to their stadium. And also, I feel like on our day, we could roll PSG over. 
Uh, they haven't got. They've got a weak mentality. PSG. They have a lot of big individual stars. Yeah. I don't see a team ethic there. You know, mm. Thiago Silva at the back is aging. I feel like we could get a PSG, and it'd be a really exciting tie. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> for, for me, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> really not... thinking of that. Mm. <laughs> It's it's not I don't know it's not a nice list of names I mean Leipzig for me it's not a Christmas list Chase this team's gonna you've got to beat them all (laughs) mate favourite star courses (laughs) you're definitely on a naughty list (laughs) fair enough Um, I mean to be fair I think we can do Real Madrid I I think the Real Madrid are having a a very poor season again well there you go yeah Gareth Bale it hazards obviously out now for a long period of time as well Mm. so that's a big blow for them yeah, so I think it's kind of the same with PSG. I think that they're not really playing as a team. No. Um, so I think they're a team that we can go beat, but look, for me, it'd be Leipzig. Well, let's flip it. You know, you look at the teams, you're saying, who do you want to face, who do you want to avoid? You know, it changes. Tottenham have qualified. They're all going, we don't really want to join, but we don't want to face Spurs. Do we? You know? we don't. Well, it's not even that. It's the, it's the new season, you know, jo- yeah. Jose. No team really wants to make the trip over here, do they? I don't think so. I would be interested to see. I'd love to know what our squad looks like by the time that... that knockout game comes around yeah. and I just think it's a great opportunity the, the game against Bayern I think John you mentioned it it's a great opportunity to give some players a chance yeah. just to see if they are in Jose's long term plans you know I'd be I'd just be really intrigued to see what his team's going to look like at that time around but Harry Kane I think when you've got Kane up top mm. you always have a chance I think he's playing now with some real real purpose he's back to that Harry Kane that we know that is so you know Frightening in front of the goal. Mm. The opposition don't want to play against Harry Kane at the moment. John, you alluded to it, the fact that yeah, at the moment he looks like a hybrid jogba. Was yeah. he, was he really ever is. off it though? I mean, look at the stats for Tottenham, the England. Uh, it's, it's actually, I tell what concerns me, Jay. He's the person, Rick, to reach 20 goals in yeah. the Champions League. He, he's, he's beat... Uh, I'll tell you what, Del Piero. What worried me a little bit with Kane, that you boys picked it up, that the Sheffield United equaliser. This is where for me, I kind of in my heart of hearts felt a change had to be made, was that the lack of pressing for the Sheffield United goal and it starts with Kane up top that's your you know Kane although he's a striker he's the captain of the football club and when you don't have you know that first guy pressing I felt like Kane slowly started to lose heart as well and he would never say that because he's a Mr Tottenham he's a proud man he's always I think giving up 100% for the football club but I think now he just looks refreshed reinvigorated scoring goals obviously don't get me wrong he was scoring goals for England as well he's got a great goal return this season but I think he's a man now on a mission he wants to bring the trophy to the football club he wants to help deliver them and my god we're ready for them bring them we're ready for him. <laughs> Absolutely ready for him. It's incredible that we're saying that Kane not firing on all cylinders and yet still scoring goals for fun. It's quite yeah. astonishing, isn't it, Jay? Well, I think also when, when I said that this might be Kane's last year, I think the one thing that does really, um, that maybe he would stick around at Spurs is his personal record or, or uh, individual records. Yeah. I think that that's something that he definitely has his eye on. Can he catch Jimmy Greaves? I mean, who knows? But I think that certainly that Premier League all-time uh, goal-scoring uh of Alan Shearer I think that's one that he'll definitely want to try and break so for me I think that there's definitely that incentive for him to remain around the club yeah if he wants to get that that title stand at Tottenham is a sensible move for him because you know where else is he going to go in England well, he won't, I he, won't he, he won't, won't get you know Man City have already got Aguero and they're committed to that Liverpool have got Salah Firmino Mane so mm. They're the clubs more likely to win a Premier League than us. Apart from that, we're in with the rest, but you know, you, as having a chance of winning it. I also think with Kane, Joe, I don't you agree that if he was to win a Premier League or a Champions League with Tottenham, it would mean so much more 100%. than going to win it with another club because he's invested his young years here. He's come mm. through the youth. 
He's done every age generation group. Yeah. He's been through the, the bad times at Tottenham in terms of the failures we've had. To then go and actually win a trophy and a big trophy, it yeah. kind of reaffirms that legendary status that he's going to have at this football club. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, the only concern I'd have is he's been here a long time and he has won nothing. So that's certainly going to be something that's, that will be on his mind. Will he be able to win? Obviously, he's not going to win the Premier League this year. Maybe next year. So, as I said, Mourinho's got a lot of um, work to do to to show him that this is the place to remain. I feel like Mourinho is is the final gamble, maybe, for Harry. Harry 100%. will say, I'll give this my all, 110%. Yes. And if we win yes. something, happy Correct. days. I'm staying at Tottenham forever. I don't want to beat all these records. If we don't win something, look, I've done my time. I've given you several managers now. It is time for me to go and have a try somewhere else. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, Chaz. If Mourinho can't get it right... <laughs> I don't know where we go. We've we've employed one of the most successful managers in the world at winning trophies. So if he doesn't get it right, although Harry doesn't know where to go, we I are don't, cursed, we my friend. We are cursed. John, <laughs> forgive me because obviously I'm I'm not in the know as much as you three. But when you say this is the last gamble, you know we we've we've got Jose now for Harry. Then maybe if he doesn't happen, he can go off. I've never sensed it from, from Harry Kane that he would want to move. To me, he seems like a one-club man. When you say that, do you think that even if it's a percent, two percent, he has thought about maybe a, a trip abroad purely for that for that trophy? It's purely for trophies. Look, his, his idol is Tom Brady, mm. who's gone on and, and won so many trophies. I don't think he's going to the career. Patriots, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, so he, he wants to do some silverware. He, he said many times, you know, it's all well and good getting all these personal achievements, mm. but he wants some team achievements. He wants some medals mm. to look at at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I think he'll give it a good go with Tottenham. He, he has done that throughout his career so far. And I think he'll give Mourinho that big chance. And as I said earlier, I think he'll give it 110%. If he can't do it, we're not going to... Look, we can't have a go at Harry Kane. He's no, done no, more no. than enough yeah. for us. You know, he's done so much loyalty to us. Yeah, but I think it's back to the reason why we've appointed Jose Mourinho in the first place. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely. John, you did mention there. Sorry, I'm going back to you. You just mentioned Kane and his idol, Tom Brady. What is of the news that Robert Kraft and the Kraft family, who own the New England Patriots, and talk of them now buying Tottenham Hotspur? Because uh, that was that has nice. been in the news. This yeah, I understand that was it was a, a, a false story. Oh, um, like a fake news. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll stick the craft making cheese and, and leave it as that. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Well, that, that shows you how much I know. But I, I did hear it. I thought that's interesting. Very easy. A New England Patriots fan, uh, Ricky, save me. Talk about something else because <laughs> fake stories I'm hearing. I think we can talk about Gazaniga, but... maybe because I think that's been a topic of debate mm. over the last couple of weeks that whether Mourinho will go back to Hugo Lloris when he comes in. My only thing with going back to Lloris, and again, I think out of the two goalkeepers, I would still have Hugo in there, is his mentality. And when I see the way Hugo speaks and the way Harry speaks, they're almost completely opposite in what their thoughts are towards the football club. And, you know, Kane's all about winning. And, you know, that's that's all he thinks about, whereas Lloris is always more grounded yeah. and there's almost acceptance of defeat. And I don't want that around my football club. And I don't think Mourinho will want a character like Lloris speaking the way he does about Tottenham because it should all now be about winning. I don't want to hear anything else unless it's about winning. That should be the mentality. And I'm interested to think long-term whether Mourinho does want to have a look at another goalkeeper or if he does feel Gazaniga, he was at fault. I think, for the first goal, the Olympiacos goal. I think he should have done better with that. Mm. And I just wonder whether Tottenham will be looking to address the goalkeeping situation along with the defence in the, the coming windows. I don't think Loris will come back from this injury. I think that to come back from... For, to have that injury with an elbow, that mm. takes a lot of confidence. I mean, I've done a similar injury with my elbow, uh, my, my shoulder, and it takes a lot to come back from that. And... Um, I have concerns that he won't be able to recover from that. I, I really do. Um, it's going to take a lot of confidence to come back. And 
Yeah, I, I do fear for him. It's, inter- it's interesting on Lloris. Obviously, he had a very close bond with Pochettino. Did. So much yeah, so yeah. that when he won the World Cup, he bought him a replica and he put that in his office as like, mm-hmm. I've won this and I'm sharing this with you. You helped me get here, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe as on Ricky's point that Lloris doesn't keep talking about winning. He's already won the biggest trophy you can win and been the captain of that team. So he's done that to a level even bigger personally than what we can do with Tottenham. You know, we see it as Tottenham, but yeah. that's the captain of his country. Yeah, and he huge. lifted that, that gold trophy. And I mean... You know, so maybe he doesn't have that motivation. Personally, for me, Lloris is still the better keeper, but I'm really pleased with the emergence of Gazaniga as a serious, you know, fellow keeper for us. Does it worry you though, John? He's being him being beaten from long range. Is that a concern? That's one of Lloris's strengths, where it does seem to be a weakness for Gazaniga. It is a concern, John. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to think about it because we're going to go to the news. So, John, don't you won't be put on the spot. But don't worry, don't go anywhere because this isn't the last word on Spurs. There's still another hour, and you can have your say. Just call us 0208 70 20 558. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Win the car. Win the car. There you go. If you would have just come back to us any sooner, you would have heard the boys singing on the last word on Spurs on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. We might even release a Christmas single. Who knows? I'm joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand, and John Wenham. One hour to go still of Spurs chat. You can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. The crazy trainers Lee calls it well. We're just pulling out the station, getting ready for for Jose's ride because we cannot wait. It's Bournemouth on the weekend. We're going to be talking to Sam Davis all about that. Still got your listener questions to come. Firstly, though, Ricky, I know you want to talk about the man who is seemingly in Jose's plans. He wasn't starting for Poch, but it is Mora. Yeah, Lucas Mora. Just to be very clear, <laughs> after what we discussed during the break, that's a separate. Easy. That's a definitely a separate Mora. <laughs> no, I mean. I found it very interesting that he's come out and suggested that he was being played out of position by Maurizio Pochettino and I do feel for Lucas Moura, it's a new start for him. <laughs> it really is a new start of the football club. I think, you know, we saw last season what his contributions can bring us. You know, the, the, obviously the goals in the Champions League semi-final, the Man United performance, which Mourinho can't forget. He was managing for that where he scored, you know, a, a wonderful brace. And I think now this is going to be a really good opportunity for him to take full advantage of the managerial change. And I just wonder whether long term now, where um, he's going to be planning the team. If it's going to be more of a of a of a of an attacking winger, or if it's going to be more centrally down the middle. But I think his biggest concern was, I know Jay's going to pick up on it more. It seems that Pochettino was likening him more to a number nine, which is yeah. a role that he never really wanted. Jay, well, I think I think it's a bit unfair for him to come out and say that because it was kind of necessary for him to play there because when Kane was out, mm. he was kind of made the mm. number nine. So it was it was kind of. We needed someone to play there, and I thought he did well there. And I, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit. Do you think, do you, think I you find think it, it a bit then? Unfair so to you think come you find it a little that. bit? Well, I just felt typical. Like manager's was, gone. Yeah, I just I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that he, just, he was taking a dig at, at Pochettino. But I, I felt as though it was at the time it was the right place to play him. He was a guy that can play number nine. We needed the number nine to come in. So I was I was fine with that. I hope Jamie's going to big up what he just said because Lucas Moura does respond to fans on Twitter. So feel free to oh. to out him about this oh. um, <laughs> because I've seen him respond before and he gets quite heated with people. But he's a real character, Lucas Moura. I do personally really like him. Um, yeah. But I do agree with what you said. I, I feel like we needed someone to do a job at the time and he did that and he scored a lot of goals for us. Important mm. goals. Ricky mentioned that brace at Old Trafford. Mm. Um, there's been many other really, really important goals from Lucas. But um, no, look, what was key with that goal at West Ham was Mourinho was more happy with that goal than any of the others because that goal, he said, that's something they worked on in training. To see mm-hmm. that come off, yep. it was like, hmm, I think how Mourinho put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah? So he how was, was it, John? 
Mm. <laughs> Brilliant. He was buzzing. Clip that up. Yeah. <laughs> Get that out. Um, yeah, so yeah, see that come off, and the actual speed he moved in, Lucas, yeah. from, from being behind the defender to getting on the end so, of that yeah. ball was lovely. Hopefully, that can be a start of some goals for us, but he hasn't scored that many this season in the league. We need him chipping in with a yeah, lot of goals. You look at the big goals he scored, you know, the, the Man City. Liverpool, yeah. you know, he's, he's always Flames contributing in, in big yeah. games. That's uh, right, Jay's the number nine. But I just wonder now that he talks about being under a manager that he's got full confidence and trust in, whether him starting games now, we're going to see more of a, mm. an impact straight away. I think the best games he had in the Spurs shot under Pochettino were coming off the bench. When we was given the opportunity to start, we never really saw it. And that could be the fact that he didn't really feel we had the full confidence of the previous regime. And it'll just be interesting now over the coming weeks where he fits in Son Lucas yeah. Kane because I think that's the concern I know Jason's raised it on him many times is can Mora play with Kane yeah. and Son that's what? been the biggest concern because we haven't really seen them play together as a unit well they play together uh, against West Ham the mm. pundits were raving yeah. saying finally the four players yeah. they're all on the pitch together playing in a position that makes them happy are we going to see an extended run in the side uh, for Mora now Jamie yeah I think that that's certainly something that I've, I've been impressed with having Sonny and uh, Mora on the wings and as we said I was going to make that point as well I think that it's important now that he's able to play with Kane I think we, as we've said on many shows it's, it's very frustrating that we can't seem to play both of them together now under Mourinho now he's working under a manager he really likes I think that's going to be positive. I think one thing that he's also, I think he has struggled with in the past. We said he scores in big games, but I think in those smaller games, when we played against Newcastle, he was really ineffective mm. because when a team sits deep, he doesn't seem to be able to break them mm. down because he's got no room to move into. So that's an area of his game under Mourinho that I'd like to see him develop, playing better and more effectively against those smaller teams. Yeah, certainly just delivering consistent performances, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know... I tend to find he's actually better as a sub, Lucas. He comes on when, when legs are tired and he's got ra- space to run into. Yeah. He's really effective. And in a lot of those games we talked about where he scored goals, he's actually come off the bench. When he starts games, sometimes he drifts out of it. But this was a really positive start. And I hope he does start against Bournemouth on the weekend and he can build up some momentum with that front three. Do you know what I'm interested in to know and also Sissoko's future? Because I think we've picked up on it. That some of the comments he, he spoke about after mm. West Ham game, he almost kind of alleged that it's not his kind of plan. I think you've got to be careful about the context Mm. of how he says that because it might just have been for that That game, game. not for future games. But I just wonder where we're going to have Undenbele back, if Winksy is going to be a regular in his team, he likes technical players. And if he does want to keep with Mora and Son, you just wonder, does Sissoko get in this team regularly? And they've given him a a four or five-year contract it's a, it's a. When you look at it now, giving that contract at the time, I felt the reason why Spurs gave Sissoko that contract was because they wanted to reward someone who was under so much pressure when he came to the club with that price tag that he'd done so well, and it was more effort. I mean, that's what I will say. It was more effort over quality. Don't get me wrong. And I just wonder over the long term whether Sissoko will be a Jose Mourinho player. I'm not convinced. Do you think that? I think that it feels as though there's now three players kind of competing for the same roles: Winks uh, and Dombele and um, and and Sissoko. Sissoko. Yeah. Um, and obviously, over, out of those three, you'd say that um, that Ndombele is the best, and then Winks is the second best. But having that balance in midfield, where you've got holding midfielder and then like a number eight, uh, a more creative or box to box type player, I think that that's really important to have. So we saying then that Eric Dyer is now a complete shoe in to, to start games for the long term. Yeah, I, I think he is. And, whether you there, so maybe he's a player that he can transform and giving him give him that confidence. But I think it's really important. I said with when Ndombele was under Pochettino, I really want to see a holding midfielder come into that team and and maybe we go and upgrade him. But I, I think that Jose Mourinho could also do a, a job with um, Eric Dyer. 
Are you all happy with Eric Dyer starting? I know his form's been up and down and Spurs fans feel indifferent about him. But if he starts and it's under Jose, you happy for it, Rick? You have to back wherever the manager wants. Mm. And, you know, he watches these guys in training. Uh, he picks what he believes is the best possible team to win the game. And that's what I know about Mourinho, that maybe under, again, the previous manager, I'm not going to keep going on about it, that there was a lot too much loyalty towards certain players where Mourinho is ruthless he will make the changes to win the game and I, I do believe that if Dyer is in that team it's because he believes he's the best that he's got available to him if he's not in a team it's because he knows there's a better player out there for that particular game and um, for me personally on Eric Dyer I think the problem is he has had injury after yeah. injury that we haven't really ever seen come back to a consistent level that I'm not too sure now whether long term he will be good enough for Tottenham in terms of where we want to go to to a Premier League, to a Champions League, to win those kind of trophies. I'm not sure Dyer is a good enough player to be in the first team to take us there. Maybe squad player. I mean, again, Mourinho knows his players better than what we do and he will know them more over the coming weeks, months, years, hopefully. Yeah, well, we've had a call into the studio. We want to hear from you tonight. 0208 70 20 558. It is a tradition. It is Adrian's corner. Adrian, thank you for calling up once more. I know you want to talk a little bit about Eric Dyer, don't you? Yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, first before I start, I want to give the crowd a shout-out Tuesday night. I thought they were brilliant. Mm. Uh, and now a dire. Yeah, I think he is a shoo-in. I mean, uh, he gives you a bit of height at the back. I know his form's been patchy. He did well at West Ham and was and was rubbish against... Uh, Olympiacos. On Tuesday, yeah, on Tuesday night. But he gives you that... He gives you that bit of height that we need at the back. I mean, like, Marino likes to always have one of his full-backs tuck in to make three centre-backs with a defending midfielder in front of them. That's why Aurea gets licensed to go forward. So you could actually play Vertonghen at left-back if you were going to only have the sole wing-back Aurea going forward, you know. But I think it'll be Dyer and Dembele or Dyer Winks mainly. I think when Lachelso comes in the side, it'll be either to replace Moore on the right wing or if Delhi's not performing one day to, to play in the number 10 role. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we spoke at length with Lachelle, so I think he will be given his his chance, you know, in the next coming weeks, months, 100%. He'll be given a fair chance. I wonder, Adrian, what you think about Tottenham centre-back options. I think we all seem to be of the opinion that Sanchez is going to be at Tottenham for the long term, but with Vertonghen and Alderweireld's future, do you see that as changed now with the appointment of Mourinho? Hasn't changed the view of how we go forward, Ricky. I mean, because these aren't young centre-backs. We have to bring new blood in anyway. The January transfer window will be interesting, you know. And then we'll have a judge on, on team performances then, not after just two games, you know. I still think we need to get a right-back in and a centre-back, definitely. They're musts. The talk of Bruno Fernandes, well, I'm not sure about him. I mean, I know... I know a pot, a, Jose goes on about him. He's just on a new long. Him. He's just on a new contract as well, isn't he, with um, Sporting? Yeah, for a bigger sell-on fee, which mm. might make no difference because they're only <laughs> going to get what people are willing to pay for him. Fact. But the thing in the Portuguese side, they're a good team, and he looks good. In the Portuguese league itself, I've watched videos of him. Don't get me wrong; he's a, looks a talented player, but the space—he won't get that space in the Premier League. You know what I mean? Mm. Do you not? Do you think with Aurea that he's not going to be able to? kick on under Jose Mourinho do you think we need to get in a new right back I do because I'm not sure I mean you can't 
So you're looking at a subs bench is going to be interesting over the next few weeks, isn't it? Because unless it's injuries, you expect to see a core of four regular outfield players there and maybe an odd change in five or and the fifth or sixth player that's there, you know, the outfield player. And then you'll have an idea of Jose's thinking who he really likes and who he doesn't. I'm not sure with Fife if he did come back from Argentina, so I'm not sure if that was just a rest thing and putting Walker Peters on the bench or whether he sees Fife as a centre-back. I, You know, I... I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. If Fife gets his game together, he's only 21, 22, and his concentration and awareness, you know, he could probably do a job as a defensive midfielder. Yeah, possibly. I think he's got really good technical abilities, really confident on the ball. I, 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 to be fair, I have suggested that in the past as well. I'd, and, and that's maybe why he could fit in a, in a right-back uh, role as well. But yeah, I totally agree. I think he's a guy that could play there. I think um, on the Celso, do you think he's a guy that could, could maybe slot in at a number eight? position uh i think he can but he's he can, he can dribble and he's quicker than ericsson going forward you know he's got a sweet left foot but he mm. tends to play on the right for some reason but you know i mean we've got cover on the left haven't we because we haven't even spoke about lamella or Sessignon. so we've got cover on two left wingers two right wingers possibly you know you've got endumbelli competing with winks or dyer mm. who i think will be a fixture you know in that team Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just at the back, you know. We've we've still we've got to get a centre half in another right back. I, I don't trust Ori yet. Two games, not not enough for me. Not what's happened before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're hoping Jose can turn it around. Spurs paid a lot of money for him. Adrian, always a pleasure when Cheers, you call Adrian. in. Adrian's Cheers, corner Adrian. a tradition on the show. We're going to be doing listener questions and looking at that game with Bournemouth because Sam Davis will be joining us to give us a full preview on the game. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand, and John Wenham. You can join the last word on Spurs by tweeting us at Love Sport Radio or calling us 0208 7020 558. Put your questions to the team. Well, we have some questions here from you. We're going to take a couple of those now. Uh, this one from at Stunning Spurs. Delhi, Kane, Ericsson, all superb. However, we can't overlook the substitution that Mourinho made in the 29th minute. It completely changed the game. Ericsson will still likely leave, but I'm happy to have this version of him play for us for the rest of the season. Yeah, great point by Stunning Spurs. I'm a big fan of him on Twitter, so thanks for getting in touch. Um, Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying there. Um, it did completely change the game him coming on he had a real positive impact and if we can get the best out of Christian if he has to leave I hope that we can still agree something and he can stay but if he has to mm. leave let's get the best out of him until he goes that will also help him attract the move that he wants because his form up till now has been poor and a lot of people have been saying well look when his contract comes up who's actually going to come in for him um, but if he delivers for Tottenham it will lead to, to, to you know those big offers from the likes of a Juventus or Bayern Munich or Real Madrid Barcelona mm. to come in for the Christian Eriksen we all know and, and loved Oh, yeah, I was quite surprised actually with with Ericsson. I was, I, th- I think it was an odd substitution to make, but it did. It really changed the game, and I was impressed with Ericsson. Um, but for me, I don't think he will sign a new contract. But if he gives that sort of performances until the end of the season, then then I'm happy with that situation. Yeah, I totally agree on that point because I would like to remember Christian Ericsson, you know, in a happy way because he contributed to a lot during his period at Tottenham. It's a shame that. In this last four or five months of what we've seen, we're going to be left with a bit of a bit of a bit of taste, sour taste in our mouth. If he goes in January, and we remember what the last four or five months have been like, so I would love to see Ericsson finish his time at Tottenham on a high, play well, mm. and then move on at the end of the season. No, 
no. Listen, we're going to win the trophy and we do finish in the top four. I've got no problem at all saying goodbye to Christian Eriksen, but I just don't know whether we're going to get that kind of performance consistently over the next couple of months, if I'm being honest with you. Mm, this next question comes from Steve Anderson, but I reckon it's Jason McGovern's burner, <laughs> burner account. It says, can we all agree Danny Rose needs to be binned and Cesar Young brought in at left back? I think we can, but I think the problem Spurs have got at the moment is their lack of options at left back. And I think Jay even mentioned it earlier. We don't even know if Session will come in and play at left back. He might end up playing left wing. And therefore, if that's the case, you've only got Danny Rose and Jan Vertonghen to pick from as your left backs. I've I've always had this issue with Vertonghen at left back because I don't think he wants to play left back. I think he likes to play as a centre half. He'll he'll play at left back if he needs to. But I just don't know whether he would want to do that long term. And I think he does enjoy being the centre half alongside if it's Toby or it's Davinson Sanchez. But it's definitely a concern for Tottenham. I think long term, even though we've got Session Young there, and also Davis now, we can't get away from Davis being injured. We don't know a time frame on that. That's a big concern for Tottenham. And Mourinho has to try and work out his options defensively. It's an area we need to really look to address. Yeah, the next question comes from Kazali. I hope I'm saying that right. It says, what trophy is coming first at the end of the next season? Because uh, the next season will finish in uh, 2021. The year ends in one. That is a typical sign for Spurs. Yeah, it used to be a typical sign for us, <laughs> but 2011 wasn't too kind to us. But, um, you know, yeah, look, hopefully we, we can win something. If the cup I would love to win personally, uh, I would love to win the FA Cup. I think that's a proper Tottenham Cup. It would be our ninth time winning it. It's been a long time since the last one. I was one years old, um, so I've waited a long time for that, and I'd really enjoy What's seeing your my memories, cup John, from that one. <laughs> my dad throwing me up in the air. <laughs> that's my only memory of it. I've been whipped up in the air. <laughs> Jamie, what about you? Um, well, for me, I certainly think that next year we can kick on in the league. I think having Mourinho, hopefully in a, uh, in a first full season, I think that'll be really big for him. He would have had a, a proper chance to have got his message across to that group of players. He would then able to put his own stamp on the team by doing maybe some activity during the transfer window. So I think that we can definitely put together a a strong title challenge. But for me, I'm looking at the other clubs and I'm not sure that Pep Guardiola will be there next season. I think that... Really? Yeah, no, I really do. And I I think with Pochettino, it was amazing that he gave us five years. I think given the the demands on on the Monday manager, I think it's difficult for for anyone to stay there more than five years. So for me, I do believe that this is Guardiola's final year. I think that maybe Klopp's got two more years to give Liverpool just because of the situation. Have we got to worry about Mourinho then? Is he going to be going <laughs> yeah. to Manchester City? Yeah, well, well who knows? But, but anyway, yeah, so I, I think that certainly next year we, we can put in a, a good title challenge. Uh, Jay, I totally agree with you. I totally agree that I think next season could be all change. I think Guardiola, if he does win the league or win the Champions League, he's kind of completed what he was asked to at City. Where else has he got to go? Same with Klopp. If he wins the league this season... Where else can he go from there? Because he's won the Champions League. Defend it. Well, d- Win it two defend times. It, but I know Three that, but times. sometimes you want to leave the club on a high and you know go off knowing that you, you've done that. It's going to be very mm. hard. Next season, we've seen it before, it's so hard to try and win back-to-back Premier Leagues or back-to-back Champions League. It's so difficult. And mm. therefore, you know, I think next season's going to be really, really interesting. But there's still a lot to play for this but season don't for these managers and teams look to someone like, let's say, Ferguson and, and you know, the, the, the 20, 30 years that he yeah, had and trying to win it and rebuild? I know I don't think we're going to see a manager like that mm. again and stay that long, Jamie. You mentioned the five years, but we can't just switch off. The hunger doesn't switch off when you win one, does it? No, I, I, but oh, for Guardiola, I mean, he's, he's kind of been everywhere now. Yeah. He's, he's kind of done everything. For me, as I said, I just don't... I don't see these managers now being able mm. to stick around for that long a trophy to those managers actually in any elite level manager I think an interesting job would be PSG if you could go in there and actually win the Champions League with PSG something yeah. they've really struggled to do 
that'd be quite an incentive for somebody who feels like they've done everything at the club they're currently at. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But Jose has won back-to-back titles. The hunger's still there. Now he wants to go win it somewhere else. Well, this I, is... It's back to that point that if he was to win it with Tottenham, I think the reason why this challenge excites him is because it is a club that, as I've always referred to as Tottenham, we are a sleeping giant. And with that new stadium, with that training ground, with our fan base, with these players, if you was to win a title at Tottenham, the place would just go berserk. I think as fans, we'd have to accept that we are now going into a completely different era. And I think the reason why he's taking this job on is that for what it would mean for Tottenham Hotspur to mm, win a yeah. Premier League or to win a Champions League when you see the amount of and I guess it's easy to say this but for how Tottenham are perceived as a club around the world we're not quite there yet mm. amongst mm. the elite but we've got a manager that has managed elite clubs yeah. elite players and he can take us there we know as fans, you know, we want titles, we want Champions League. We, you mentioned there that Klopp desperate for that Premier League. He's won the Champions League. Guardiola desperate for the Champions League uh, with Man City. He's not got that yet. <laughs> for me, what I think Jose is desperate for, it's not, oh, he wants this Champions League to say he done it with Tottenham and he took him there. You know, we're not quite the elite. I think he wants the longevity. He mentioned it when he was at Man United. You know, he said, I want to be this. I want to be here for the next 20 years. You know, the kids, mm. bring them through the academy. You mentioned it was one of the first things he said about Tottenham. World-class academy here. I really think he wants to be and prove that he has staying power. You may go, he wants the Champions League. He's won it. I'm sure he still does, John. But do you understand? I really desperately think he wants to show that he can be a 10-year, 15-year man at one club. And Tottenham provides that, London. I truly believe that's what he's ultimate aim is of course it's Champions League but I think he wants to show that you know from a youngster coming in at 12 he takes him at 28 to, to winning a Champions yeah. League he would personally love that because mm. it's the one thing that's always been hitting him he doesn't bring through young players he doesn't mm. like young players and he's tried to address that really quickly as you've said he made a point straight away of saying they've got fantastic young players here and he'll sort of feel bad if he doesn't develop them and give them that chance. And we do have great players coming through. There's, I can name a few off now, like Harvey White, Jamie Bowden, Brooklyn Lions Foster, Lewis Binks, Troy Parrott. I expect all these players to come in and be given a chance to develop at Tottenham. And I think Mourinho would love to have a core of five or six players. Say, look, I brought these boys through. Yeah. Look where they are now. Yeah, I'm not hearing this talk anymore about I don't bring young players through. I don't like young players. Here they are. And look what they've achieved for me. That would be a real marker for his career and something he hasn't done so far. So I think that is a, a big point in his move. On the on the longevity of the um, the whole situation, I think he's got in a, the co- uh, his assistant uh, Joao Sacramento, thirty years old, and um, he's a guy that's going to come in really hungry, and I think that's certainly going to help. And and that's why I think again I say we're gonna, I think we really will see a new Jose Mourinho because of that whole new Spot. change to the coaching staff. I think that Joao Sacramento's got a lot to prove. And I'm 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 really excited to see how he gets on. Just on this, listen, Joe, I love. There was one point where I think we was he was celebrating. He calmed him down. He said, no, "Don't don't go too over the top." <laughs> he was also like trying to rein Jose in. And you know, yeah. I do think at the moment this assistant man, it looks great. And the, the partnership was great on the touchline. I've got to say that the amount of chemistry that's there already. Mm. Many have only worked together a couple of games, but yeah. already the feeling inside the club is the mentality of wanting to win. It's a great feeling to want to win. Well, we said we want to hear from you tonight. You can tweet us and call us 0208 We've had a WhatsApp into the studio. This is absolutely brilliant. You're going to love this, you three. It says, "Hi guys, love the show. Listening live from Australia. Oh, wow. Do you wow. think wow. incredible? Do you?" 
think our recent results are due to the new manager bounce, or do you think that Mourinho really has some some substance in handling games, handling the team? How hopeful are we that it's long lasting and the and it will lead us to silverware, or is it just too early to say? That is from Daniel in Australia. So it's Daniel, thank you for that. I'm quickly to say, for me, I think it's a bit of both. I think you always get a new manager bounce, and also the players are looking to impress. They want to be in his manager's first team plans. So I think at the moment we're getting the best of both worlds. We're getting the bounce. We're getting players that want to show whether they want to play for the club, play for the manager. And at the moment, yeah, things are going well. I think I don't think he's also had long enough to give across a message to yeah. say whether it's been good or bad. I think right now it has been very positive because of that new lift, as Ricky said. Um, I think the one thing that you can judge him on, though, is this ability to know how to change a game, as, as we keep mentioning it. I was really, really pleased that, you know, it was it was a big shock and um, seeing uh, Christian Eriksen going and stripping off, getting ready to come on. But uh, that's brilliant. Uh, that's something that we've always wanted. So, um, yeah, brilliant. There was primarily two shocks, actually. It was one, seeing a team that was totally unchanged except for the one force change of yeah. Ben Davies with Andy Rose. I mean, that is just unheard of. We've yeah. not seen that at Tottenham for five or six years, you know. To 85 have... games, isn't it? Something or like that, that yeah. yeah. Incredible stats. 94 games. As soon as he's in Mourinho, second game, hold 11 apart from the one force change that made. And then obviously that early sub as well. So that was two things we were really un- unused to at Tottenham. Mm. So we are seeing some fresh ideas and it's been delivering results so far. Yeah, fresh ideas. There's a little part of me that Jose, he knows what people have said about previous regimes and the 94 games. And he goes, I'm just going to do it. Just break it in two <laughs> games. There's a little bit of my gamesmanship there, isn't there? It's typical Jose. Joe, you're spot on there, Chaz. I think also he's been a pundit. He's watched he his Tottenham team over the last couple of, couple of seasons or last... 15, 16 months he's picking up already on what the media have said about mm. Tottenham what needs to change and already he's making a difference for as long as it lasts it's fantastic and you know the thing that I do want to quickly say and it's not to bring it down on the show the test for me as Mourinho as Tottenham's head coach will be once we do or yeah. if we do suffer that first defeat how does he react because we've seen a lot of humbleness at the moment I think the nature of how he's approached things have been brilliant so far but the key for me is that when that game does come unfortunately we'll get beat at some point how does he react as a coach how does he react to the players and then we are going to see whether he has changed in his persona or whether all this has been act I want it to be as what it is at the moment he's come across really really well I think every interview he's done so far as supporters I don't think we can knock at the moment it's been Mm. so positive it's been vibrant and as Jay has said we're seeing a new man I want that to continue because it's brilliant watching the connection he's making at the moment with the club yeah only mm. time will tell well the next game in charge for Josie is Bournemouth on the weekend we're going to give you a full preview of that game next we've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display our opinions that is share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558 Love Sport Radio your fan station this is Love Sport and this is the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. You're listening to me, Charlie Hawkins, and the last word on Spurs. I'm joined with Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand, and John Wenham. Still time for you to get in touch tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 558. We turn our attentions to the game on the weekend. It is Bournemouth. There is no fear. Spurs have the new manager bounce. They have the uh, the bounce in their stride. Bournemouth not going great guns. It has to it has to be said in indifferent form. Losing to Wolves on the weekend. Lucky to get a goal. Wolves really taking their foot off the pedal. Jamie, we reckon that Jose's probably going to stick with the formation. We just spoke about it there. But what are you making ahead of this contest? Um, yeah, I think. Well, as we said, I think we said off air before the show. Um, we're going into all these games really confident now, and that's something. 
unfortunately, that we we didn't really have under under Pochettino. But yeah, I, I'm really confident, um, and and it hopefully it's just a chance for us to continue moving up the table. I mean, um, Bournemouth, have, as you said, you know, I think they've lost their last two. They had made a really promising start. I think they'd beat Arsenal and Manchester United mm. before that. So they're a side that probably we will have to be wary of, but I think it's, I really believe that this is a game that we can now go and win. Yeah, John, it's a side that Bournemouth, we know play good football. It's a side that Eddie Howe always gets mentioned and linked with other jobs. But ultimately, now that the, I don't want to say the cruise control that Spurs are in, the newfound confidence they have... I mean, it's looking strong for Spurs, isn't it? Yeah, it is looking strong for Spurs. And what I'd like to say on that is Bournemouth are a funny team, actually. They're two totally different outfits at home and away. Away from home, they are one of the easiest teams you can play Bournemouth. They, they come, they try and attack you, and they're, just, they're not as good, basically. So they mm. end up losing. Yeah. Whereas they when lost they, to Newcastle away. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, so when, when they're at home, though, they seem a very formidable outfit in that small stadium they've got down there. It's very compact, and obviously know the pitch and the dimensions very well. And they've got good players, don't get me wrong. I really like Nathan Ake. Uh, Lewis Cook, I believe, come back from injury now. He's a good player as well. Mm. Harry Wilson. Uh, Callum Wilson up front so they've got, they've got great players there I'm really pleased Josh King's actually missing out this weekend yeah. because he's a, he's a real threat and a good player and I think Steve Cook also got sent off in their previous games he will also be suspended for this at the back um, so they are, yeah. they are missing a couple of players Bournemouth I'd expect to come it was Francis wasn't it that got sent off was it Francis, Francis yeah, yeah first yeah. game, yeah. First yeah. game in 11 months wow okay yeah, and you could tell he was a little off the pace maybe we're hoping he should have been playing pace. then this weekend <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. yeah. He, he is out Pardon me on that one. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking for a, for a comfortable home win in this game. Yeah, comfortable home win, Ricky. Do you have to agree? Yeah, I think so. Now, again, I think we're in full confidence. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he does make any changes to that starting eleven. I think I would like to see Undumbele being given a chance. I think Lachelso, it's a good opportunity with Eriksson featuring back-to-back games. I think he played a lot more minutes than what he was going to be expected to Eriksson against Olympiacos. So... It'll be interesting to see, obviously, who starts at left-back. I think we all want to see Ryan Sessegnong given an mm. opportunity. Serge Aurier, I would expect him to keep his place. I feel with Carl Walker-Peterson, I think we mentioned it earlier, he needs a loan move. I think in January, mm. we need to go and get this guy out on loan and give him some regular first-team football, whether it's Premier League or Championship, he needs to have football. And again, I think we'll see definitely a base to Jose's side, very similar to what we saw against Olympiacos. I think we'll try and keep as many as the same players as possible but you need to freshen up a little bit because we are coming from a Champions League game it is a tight turnaround and I'm excited I think that's that's one key thing at the moment the excitement of going to the ground mm. now it's a game that we should win we're expected to win and I've got confidence that we are going to win it yeah the excitement is palpable already in, in Jose's in charge now everyone mm. absolutely up for this game wanting to go to the game wanting to be at the stadium if we can flip that Jamie and say that obviously we can't ask for much more in terms of beating your rivals West Ham going through beating Olympios coming back from two goals down but have we seen anything in, in Jose's first two games that I want to see a little bit more of this against Bournemouth you know we still need this area still needs a little bit of work you know if we can be harsh critics of ourselves yeah um, well obviously Obviously, defensively yeah. has, has been the issue. I think attacking-wise, we have been fantastic. Mm. Um, I've been impressed with the front four a great deal. Um, it's it's just the defence. And I think Jose Mourinho did raise it as well. that He said he, he couldn't believe how low in confidence the team were to play at home. Um, and uh, as I've said, there's something that I do think is an issue and Jose Mourinho's got to work on. Um, but yeah, I, I, obviously, defensively, that, that that's certainly going to be a concern. And, and for me... It'll be interesting to see whether he does bring Yamba Tongan back into the team. Um, because for me, Toby Alderweireld, I don't know, it's, it's difficult because I was really disappointed with how he played. So, yeah, that, that, that'll be interesting to see kind of who lines up at centre-back. 
Yeah, and obviously, John, we mentioned that Eddie Howe linked with jobs, you know, West Ham, Everton. I heard the other day, apparently, he's an Everton fan as a boy. He really wants that job. I don't know how much uh, truth is in that. But now, from Spurs' uncertainty with their manager, Bournemouth faced that. It, does that help that they're in that sort of managerial merry-go-round at the minute and you're facing them? Uh, I wouldn't say they're in the man. I think a lot of clubs will want Eddie Howe. Mm. Do they see him going mid-season? Mm. Possibly, but none, I don't see none of the, the big big clubs coming in for Eddie Howe. If I'm being honest with you, you know I, why I, is that then? Why? Because he does get linked with him, doesn't he? He, he? he does get linked, and, and naturally he should do because Bournemouth are punching above their weights. But mm. look, Bournemouth aren't advancing far in cup competitions. Bournemouth aren't getting into Europe. I, I'd say the Wolves manager would actually deserve a, a shot at a bigger club than than uh, the Bournemouth manager, and maybe also Burnley. Mm. I look at the job Sean Dyche has done over a number of years, and he even got Burnley into the Europa League, which is a remarkable achievement mm. if you look at what they spend and their comparison size as a club. So I think those managers would be would be higher up the list than, than Eddie Howe. Didn't Eddie Howe? I thought sure he went off to Burnley. He did, and then uh, he was crying back. Yeah, he said he was homesick or something in Burnley. Well, that, there you go. So that, <laughs> that, that, might, be, that, that might be yeah. an issue. But yeah, I'm sure, sure if the club clubs, I mean... John words, never minces his words. He came crying back. And no offence to anyone from Burnley. Yeah, Burnley Spurs, we got you. Any Spurs fans yeah. out there, this is no offence to you whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope they're not listening because we'll never be able to get an opposition guest on for the preview. We play them twice a year. So just the agenda to Burnley supporters or Burnley players, <laughs> no Burnley Spurs fans. Very, Unbelievable. Very clear. John, you're on a suspension. Jamie, what were you going to say about Sean Dyche and Eddie Howe? Um, oh, no, well, I think that, that Eddie Howe is always going to be, I think he's always going to get linked. I think he's, you know, there, there's obviously going to be interest, but whether, I just don't know, I, I'm not sure he's capable of going to a big club and, and doing that. So, I'm very glad that Spurs well, stayed away from I me. think even Bournemouth's run of fixtures, the only win for Bournemouth came since early October was against Man United. Apart from that, they've been unable to beat Watford, Norwich, and a couple of goalless draws. And they Sounds a bit like us. Yeah. I mean, they lost <laughs> obviously a tight encounters against Arsenal and Newcastle and Wolves. So the, the run of form they've been on hasn't been great. And this is what I mean. Spurs should be full of confidence going into this one. Mm. I think the crowd will always play a massive part in it. But I do get the feeling that there is that, that new buzz around mm. Spurs. And John... I've noticed, I don't think again, guys have noticed it more, that even his introduction to the stadium, Mourinho, it was his home game in charge, Champions League. It was a very low-key arrival, wasn't it? And there, there wasn't much... Obviously, he had his programme notes where he said he's excited, obviously, for the job. But it was almost like Spurs are just kind of... It's not all about the manager, it's about the players. It's, it's very subtly done by Tottenham, this... Yeah, I think a lot of that is still they know there's a big respect for Pochettino and I think that even comes from Mourinho. Mm. He doesn't, like he said, he's, this is Pochettino's house and his training ground and he can come back anytime he wants. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think he's made, he's dealt, he's dealt with that very, very well. He knows that Pochettino wasn't driven out of Tottenham yeah. by fans turning on him. No. It was just something that had to change at the time and, and it has changed and he's dealt with it very respectfully and yeah. he's actually earned a lot of credit of people like myself and, and also Jamie, I believe, who were very much yeah. fans of Pochettino. We will have respected what Mourinho has yeah. done and the way he's handled this, won't we? Oh, for sure. I think that that's, that's totally spot on. I I have really enjoyed the way he's handled it, but for me, I mean, look, there's a new manager in charge, and I just, I'm not, not too keen on the attitude that people aren't getting. Some people aren't getting behind yeah. him. I think it's time. Agree. It's time to move on. We've got a new manager in place. What? Who's not getting behind him? Why, Jamie? I don't know. They're just to support. Uh, there are other supporters that just don't seem fully behind him. Name yet. and shame. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not going to name any names, but. Is that what? Is a person the Chelsea connection? I'm saying for the reasons why they're not getting behind it, or is it a combination of both factors? No, I don't know. Maybe maybe because they, they, as we said before, maybe they're judging off um, previous jobs. The United job weren't sure. I mean, I I wasn't sure about him uh, going uh, before when he was linked, but he's our manager now, and that that's it. Mm. We've got to get behind him. He's a he's a big name. We're very. I think we are fortunate to have Mm. such a brilliant manager at the club, and. 
we've got to get behind him. One thing I, I wasn't keen on is that there's still a Pochettino flag hanging up in the South Sound. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd be that's amazed a bit if that'll there be over, over, over a long time. I think that would have to be. This is no against nothing, nothing against Maurizio because again, I'm never going to speak bad of him. No, but I, I do think obviously it's 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 Jose's house now. Yeah. No offense Ooh. to Pochettino, that, but it is. I mean, I know it upsets Johnny saying that, but it it is Jose's house now. It's Jose's it's football club. I, I think I think John was was spot on though. I think that there is an understanding mm. with the fans, with the club, with with Jose that Pochettino was really respected by everyone. What so. was really nice, actually, when I was at the game on Tuesday night, I went through the marketplace at the end, and people had been singing positive Mourinho songs, but they also had a song for Poch, you know, his song. Yeah, but and I, that was lovely to hear, you know. Let's not move on so quickly. This is not some no, bad man that's done something bad to us, you know. He delivered our fantastic results and reached yeah, new highs, job, you know. But for me now, listen, <laughs> I've literally, it goes round. John's very much, let's not forget <laughs> yeah, Jamie's no, like, well, for me, listen, I, Ricky's I, like, let's forget him. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like, going to no. say nothing bad about him. I've got transfers <laughs> to tweet. No, no, I'm no, talking no, about no, Jose, no, Jose listen, only. Listen. Listen, again, I'm fully respectful of the job he done here, but he's not the manager anymore. This is no offence. Should we really be singing the man's, the man's name at the football club in terms of in the stadium? I don't feel uncomfortable with that anymore. It should be, a, you know, we should be behind the players, you know. And I, again, I, I'm fully respectful for what Maurizio done at the football club, but we have now got to change a manager. We have to get behind him. And it is all about the success at Tottenham. It doesn't matter who the manager is. I've said this before. I don't support Pochettino. I don't support Jose Mourinho. I support Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. And the most important thing for me is seeing Tottenham Hotspur do well, win trophies, progress in every single domestic competition in Europe. That's what I want to see Tottenham do. And I feel now we're in the best possible hands to go forward and achieve great things. Oh, interesting. But you called it Jose's house. But it's Tottenham's house. But it is Jose's house now. Is it? Or is well, it Tottenham's Pochettino's house? not in charge. <laughs> They're playing under Jose Mourinho. Therefore, it's Jose's no house. No one's bigger Jose's than the rules. club, though, are they? Nobody's bigger than the football club. I don't club. see any Jose Mourinho flags hanging down. Not yet. <laughs> Listen, again, I've got nothing against, Poch- nothing against Pochettino, but you can see, over the, what I've got to make a point of, that you can see over the last couple of weeks that it's been the right decision. I know fans are, I know fans are hurting right now, but you can see over the last couple of weeks that the change came at the right time. I don't think you can get away from that. Look at the reaction of the players. Everybody's got a spring in their step. John... When you see games now, he's not speaking on the spot, but you are going to games a lot more confident now, aren't you? Be yeah, sure no, you no, are. I am. Of course I am. But I just think we can respect two managers, you know, a previous manager and the current manager. I don't think that's detrimental. It wasn't during the game. It was after the game. Mm. Fans were happy, congregating. They've been in a good mood. They've seen Jose's team deliver a win, qualify to the next round. Yeah. Uh, and they were just happy to sing about someone that was important to them. And I think that's fine. Of course. But I don't know if we can continue that every, you know, <laughs> no, we every can't continue game. going forward. But it is, it is still recently. It's a very interesting <laughs> debate. But we're talking about Bournemouth and Sam Davis. I'm trying to save the argument. Uh, Sam Davis from the Back of the Net Bournemouth podcast joins us next. Please, Sam, join us quickly. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand and John Wenham. We were just talking about the manager's new dawn, new <laughs> chapters. <laughs> Unbelievably, Jamie's got a screensaver of Jose Mourinho. I can't believe it already. Unbelievable. <laughs> out there now. What, even better, it's your WhatsApp photo as well. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. He's sort of like, he's got him cuddling Jose. He's our manager he's now. He's our manager now, so it's all good. Yeah, Chris agrees. Well, we are talking about the Bournemouth game. Before we talk to Sam, just quickly, let's get a score prediction from you three. How do you think it's going to go? I'm going to 4-1 Tottenham. 3-1 Tottenham. 3-0 Tottenham. 
Four one three. It's taking, it's taking us four pictures <laughs> to get the clean, or three pictures to get the clean sheet. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, let's see what uh, Sam's going to say about it. He does join us now. Sam, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time. Born, uh, Spurs Bournemouth on the weekend. What are you making of it? Yeah, it's going to be a tough game for us. I think you've got that first game, you know, bounce, especially in the Premier League. Um, I think the place is going to be bouncing. Our form at the moment is not great at all. Um, it's going to be a tough test for us because our form has been pretty poor. We're sort of dropping like a stone down the Premier League table. Uh, and it's one of those performances where we really need to galvanise. And But I sense it's not the best time to be playing you. So um, it's um, hard hats on on Saturday, I'm afraid. Oh, of course, you lost your last two games. What, what do you think that, that that's down to? I think uh, formation-wise, we've not been great. Uh, for some reason, we uh, we played five at the back against Wolves, which you know we've never historically done well uh, when we play you know, five at the back. Tried to sort of match their three-four-three formation with wing backs um, up front. It's not happening for us. Callum Wilson's not firing. Um, Defensively, oh, you know, we've marginally become a little bit better when we play as a four, but when we do anything else, we get punished. Um, our usual players that um, people associate with being uh, the usual sort of attacking force that Bournemouth have, I'm talking Ryan Fraser, Josh King, Callum Wilson, it's, it's just not been happening at the moment. And um, one of our biggest sort of goal threats is probably Harry Wilson, who himself, his, his form's not been that great, but he seems to be the one that pops up with the goals at the moment. Yeah, I, I personally think you've got some really exciting in players. And there's two things I wanted to pick up with, with you when I heard you were coming on. Is, is One, what's happening with Dominic Solanke? Obviously, he was bought for a big fee and he was a player at youth level and at England youth level I was really impressed with. And I thought coming to, to Bournemouth would be the sort of start of his career and he'd, he'd really progress. I mean, how has how's he been doing and, and what do you see long-term for Dom Solanke? We uh, we love signing Liverpool players that end up uh, not doing very well initially. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we spent uh, a, a small fortune, well, a rather large fortune uh, with Liverpool, so they're probably rubbing their hands together. But I think Dom Solanke has got promise. Uh, unfortunately, when you've got players like Josh King and Callum Wilson up front, it's very difficult to dislodge those two. Now, there was a spell at the start of the season where, um, because of our lack of attacking wingers, Josh King played out wide, which, to be fair, was originally uh, where he was playing at Blackburn Rovers before we signed him. And he could do a job there, and that gave Dominic Solanke a chance up front. And to be fair, he contributed well, but just hasn't hit the back of the net yet and it's one of these things I just think he needs a goal um, to improve his confidence I think he's done well when he is on the pitch um, but it's just you know trying to give him the game time that he needs and I also just wanted to ask how you felt about seeing Lee's Musay he's sort of t- turned into a totally mm. different player at Sheffield United I'd written him off completely as sort of an average player that wasn't maybe good enough for the Premier League but he's really surprised me and I mean for you guys it must just be alarming to see him delivering on a consistent basis for, for Sheffield United Lise Musay, Tyrone Mings, the Lind- oh yeah, of course, the Lind- yeah. I mean, Tyrone Mings these looks looks pl- phenomenal now. Yeah, these are players that um, just didn't somehow work in our system. I think you one of Eddie's faults, if there is um, a fault for Eddie Howard, he's very stubborn with the way he likes to play. Um, and if there's anyone that's not really playing the way he plays, then you know they're sort of out the door. And you know we've had a number of players that sort of you know tend to come and go. Uh, most players adopt our you know, sort of philosophy and do well as a result of it, but there are some where it just didn't work out. Now, the problem for Tyrone, at least, was he had Steve Cook and Nathan Ake to dislodge, which, you know, which was never going to be easy. Um, and Lise Mousset, uh, very much in a Dominic Solanke situation where he only got the cameo roles sort of every now and then, but he just needed to work under a manager that's trusted him. I don't, 
I don't think his fitness is still there for Sheffield United yet. Hence, he's he's always sort of coming off after 60, 70 minutes. But there was always a goal threat with him. And, you know, he's fast, he's attacking, he's direct. And um, it's, yeah, he's done very well for them. And, you know, I'm really pleased for the lad. Um, it's just a shame it didn't work out for him at Bournemouth. But that seems to be the case for sort of quite a few players. And are, are we likely this weekend to see a return to, to the new stadium? And I'm sure that these two guys are lifelong Spurs fans. You know, Adam Smith... And um, your left back, the, the young left back that was originally at Spurs and, and has moved up there. I mean, Charlie Daniels moved up there many years ago. Are they still yeah. inside and are they still starting games? Charlie Daniels is injured, so Charlie, no, Charlie Daniels will not. But Adam Smith, yeah, he will play. Um, yeah. So I'm sure he'll enjoy playing. Yeah, um, definitely. He'll be starting right back. We'll, we'll probably we'll probably start with a, a flat back four. I would hope we don't go five at the back, so it never works. But Adam Smith is likely to play um, on the right-hand side. Charlie Daniels would usually be his opposite number, so um, Adam Smith will definitely be in contention for a spot. Yeah, Sam, never easy to play a team that do have that new fan confidence, new manager bounce, and obviously Bournemouth, you know, in a mini slump, as it were, doesn't look like it's going to get better on the weekend, but what is your score prediction? I'm going to be I'm going to be positive. Um, there's going to be um, a number of players potentially back. Josh King, a Jefferson Lerma, who is a man mounted in the midfield. So I'm going to have to go optimistic. I can't be anything but. But it's not so optimistic that we'd win. I think I'd like to think that we can come away with a one-all. So that's what I'm going for. One-one, Sam. Really appreciate you coming Thanks, on, Sam, Sam Davis. Sam. There from the back yes, of Sam. the net, Bournemouth podcast. One-one, uh, Sam. It's going to be right. tough for Bournemouth to get a point. Yeah, yeah. Good luck to him. Ooh. I'm not sure what he's been watching. <laughs> yeah, you've changed your tune. Oh, you God. didn't know where Spurs' next win was coming oh. from. Now, look, you're writing off poor oh, Sam Davis. Listen, I'm, I can be excited, can't I? Unbelievable. It's been a, it's been a long time, Chaz, that we can come on this show. Mm. Wait, hang on, I've just got a text again. from Sam. Never coming on again, he said. <laughs> Never coming on again. Unbelievable. Your no, behaviour to the guests is what's terrible. What's wrong with being excited? What's wrong with being excited again? No, it's not going to happen. I think one thing that is really positive as well is is kind of the mm. options that we've got uh, available to us now. I think yeah. one thing mm. that we have Lee McQueen, we can get to replace Ricky, <laughs> yeah. Jace or Jace, yeah. yeah, Anna from XY, yeah, Katrina yeah. Law, yeah, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can name them all, yeah. Justice for Chip, sorry, no, Jim. But, but obviously for the for our team, we've got um, some br- we've got lots of options now available. I mean, to see the Celso, Sessignon, and Dombele on the bench, I mean that's Sissoko. brilliant to have. Yeah. Sissoko, it's brilliant to have all those those sort of players now available to us. And of course, you know, we, in the past we've been had lots of injuries, but now it's all, all seemingly coming together. So that's something that I'm that's really... one thing actually that I'm looking forward to under this new regime is, is players maybe coming back a bit sooner. I felt like under the old regime, yeah. players were sort of back fit, but then they took three, four weeks yeah. to get up to Pochettino's fitness level. Yeah. Whereas now we're seeing players come straight back in, yeah. and that's exciting. I want to see more of that. Yeah, Other clubs do it, so let's do it as well. 100%. Uh, obviously, Ricky, uh, as much as we laugh and joke, you know, before when it wasn't going so well, mm. you mentioned the last six months, nine months, and you know it was game to game, and I don't think we're going to get a result in this yeah. one. I just can't see where that spark's coming from. You said I can't see where Spurs mm. are going to string four or five wins yeah. together. Now we can almost see six, seven, eight wins together it's just obviously the, the mood has completely changed are you now starting to do that thing all fans do we're not looking at Bournemouth we're doing we're looking at the next three nah. the next four you know the, the points yeah, tally yeah. we want 12 from 15 here I know what you're saying I still think we have to take it game by game but I think when you look at what we've got on paper I think there's some very very interesting fixtures coming up Man United Chelsea in the next couple of weeks I mean they're going to be feisty mm. the great thing with top what you do get now revenge games with, Mar- with, well, not, with Mourinho in charge what you do get is more TV coverage and more media coverage for Tottenham I mean, what is done for the club to appoint Mourinho I think obviously we, we're all very aware of socials and how obviously the media has a massive impact on football clubs 
just his first press conference in charge, I think you had about an odd or extra 60 journalists that were there covering, yeah. you know, because it's Jose Mourinho. You wouldn't get that with many other managers. And what he has done already for Tottenham is he's elevated us mm. to yeah. a different media zone that Spurs have never been really anywhere yeah. anywhere part of, but we're going to get that now. And we're hopeful with that is going to come results. But w- with that, the flip side, that can come, you know, they always yeah, mention J- Jose brings his circus to town. It's added luggage. There's a lot more well, you know, scrutiny been... on the club. Yeah, but look how at the moment, again, it's only been two games. I'm not get carried away. Look how he's been at the moment. He's been very respectful, as John said, towards the, the manager that's gone out there. He hasn't been hounded out of Tottenham. I think we have to make that point. Pochettino was never at the point of being hounded out like Arsenal fans, hounded out Wenger. It was Spurs fans. Some felt it was need a time for a change. I felt as a fan base, we handled ourselves in a really classy way. And mm. there's no reason why, you know, this change will not work for us. One point I want to pick up, Chaz just made about the scrutiny on Tottenham. I think Tottenham actually want that scrutiny now. We've got this world-class stadium. We've yep. got these world-class facilities. We can fit in 600 journalists if we need to. You know, that stadium is built for this sort of thing. Yep. We're built to be an elite super club and we're on our way. Mm. Absolutely. I couldn't think of a better line to finish it. As John Wenham says, on our way. I've just looked at Tottenham's next fixtures. uh, Next Saturday, you do have Burnley at home. Gutted, so we won't be able to get an opposition view. So we'll probably have to do a quick (laughs) prediction on the WhatsApp group. But this has been the last word on Spurs. uh, As always, with Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brandt and John Wenham. We will be here at the same time as we are every week, 7 to 9 on the Spurs Takeover, right here on Love Sport Radio. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.